Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late-night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujiadeen. Today is Wednesday, September 20th. Coming up, Overland Park's police chief abruptly resigned from his job with no explanation last week. But since then, new details have come to light. We'll hear what happened and what's next for the department. But first, some headlines. Kansas officials are launching a program to provide free business services to child care providers. Rose Conlin of the Kansas News Service reports it's an effort to alleviate the state's child care shortage. Daycares will be able to get free business software, hiring support, and help finding substitute staff. Kelly Davy-Dove with Child Care Aware of Kansas says the new Department for Children and Families program will boost profits for providers without raising costs for families. We hear from providers across the state that oftentimes it's the business aspect of operating a child care program that can take quite a bit of time and be very costly. She hopes the new program will encourage more people to enter the field. A recent report found Kansas providers only have capacity to serve 45 percent of families who need care. After the Kansas City Council approved a controversial development deal near the airport, some council members believe it's time for the city to update its economic development policy. KCUR's Salisa Kalakal has more. Kansas City last passed an overall economic development policy nearly a decade ago called Advanced KC. Council members like Eric Bunch believe the city should update its development strategy to better reflect priorities around transportation, sustainability, and equity. Bunch says the city should go further to provide affordable housing. If we believe that housing is truly a a priority, then I think that we should absolutely fund it. Bunch says the city has been providing tax breaks at a higher level than most developers need. It turns out the Kansas City Streetcar's recent Barbie-themed art isn't an ad for the blockbuster movie. The Streetcar Authority spent nearly $25,000 from its own budget on the design, production, and installation of what it's calling the Dream Streetcar. The art debuted earlier this month and features a hot pink exterior wrap and interior seat wraps with costumes and a quote from the movie. Donna Mandelbaum is the Streetcar Authority's Director of Marketing and Communications. She says the wrap was intended to increase ridership. It's not promoting a movie. It's not promoting Mattel. It's not promoting anything like that. The art on the streetcar is usually sponsored by local organizations who pay tens of thousands of dollars. The streetcar is funded almost entirely by sales and property taxes from the neighborhoods it runs through. The Barbie movie has made $1.4 billion worldwide and is one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Kansas Wildlife Commissioners are trying to crack down on pet smugglers collecting native animals like ornate box turtles. Celia Yopis-Jepson of the Kansas News Service reports. Kansas Wildlife Commissioners have set new limits on how many native amphibians and reptiles people can possess. 
The new rules forbid people from having more than two ornate box turtles, for example. Officials worry that exotic pet smugglers are hurting native populations. Lawmakers considered making it illegal to collect any ornate box turtles, but that plan didn't advance. The new limits don't apply to three common species of frogs and turtles that people with fishing licenses can capture and eat. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Celia Yopis-Jepson. We'll be back after this. Last Tuesday, Overland Park announced the sudden resignation of police chief Frank Donchez. Throughout his tenure, Donchez had been criticized for his handling of the police killing of teenager John Albers in 2018. Kaylee McLaughlin is a reporter for the Shawnee Mission Post who's been following this story. She joined me over Zoom to tell me what's next for the department. So tell me about former police chief Frank Donchez. What is his background and and what happened at the police department while he was there? Yeah, so um, former police chief Frank Donchez joined the department in 2014. Um, as the police chief, he came to Overland Park after um, serving in the same post in Davenport, Iowa. And during his tenure, a couple of like notable um, public issues occurred. Um, particularly, he was criticized for how he handled um, the aftermath of the shooting of teenage um, John Albers, who um, was shot and killed by police in 2018. Um, and then the months that followed, it um, turned out that he had said things in public interviews that weren't true about what happened to the officer who was involved in the shooting. Um, and he's been criticized for that multiple times over the last five or so years. So how did he resign from his post? Yeah, so um, the the details of his resignation kind of came out um, like slowly, but his um, official resignation was given to the city on Tuesday, as far as we know. And then um, the subsequent days, it became clear that his resignation followed a um, run-in that he had with the mother of John Albers at um, the Overland Park City Council meeting that Monday night. And there's been some back and forth in the last couple of days about whether or not he resigned because of that or for personal reasons. So local activist Sheila Albers, who's the mother of John Albers, says the resignation happened after she had a confrontation with Donchez. What happened there? So they, at some point on Monday night at the Overland Park City Council meeting, um, he had approached her about wanting to have a dialogue um, about the 30 by 30 initiative, which is a police department pledge to try to have 30% female police force by 2030. And she essentially said she didn't want to have a dialogue with somebody who she didn't trust. And there was some back and forth about that in her, by her account in an email she'd sent to the city. Um, and it came to a point where he basically said that she and her husband had left their son in his time of need um, and put, um, in her view, some of the blame for her son's death on to her and her husband because of his mental health problems. So what has the city said about Donchez's resignation? 
So initially, the city um, gave very few details about what happened. Um, and then about 24 hours after they announced his resignation, they sent out another email that kind of detailed the conversation that Sheila Albers said she had with Don Chez Monday evening at the city council meeting. And then it was kind of silent for a couple of days. And then Don Chez spoke to the Washington Post and said that he had resigned for personal reasons. And then sometime after that, the city came out with another statement saying that actually when he resigned, the city manager had started the process of firing him, finding his conversation with Sheila Albers to be inappropriate and grounds for termination. Who is leading the police department now? So Deputy um, Chief Happer, he stepped in as the interim department Head for the time being, the timeline on a permanent replacement isn't especially clear. And what happens next? Do we know? Um, it's not. Also, it's also unclear kind of what is going to happen next. The city says it's going to do a national search um, to find Doncha's permanent replacement. Um, and that's really all the information we know at this point. That was reporter Kaylee McLaughlin of the Shawnee Mission Post. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Paris Norval and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. Tomorrow, we'll hear more about Jackson County's plan to alleviate high property taxes for seniors. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.